right, here we go. Uh, divorce Devil 046, episode 46, discussing either going through a divorce or growing through a divorce. Yes. Going through a divorce is just going through the motions and not healing in the end. Uh, growing through a divorce is coming out better. Than well, because we have different pers- we have different experiences in it too. Like your wife is like, I want a divorce. And then you took her back and then you did it again. And then you're like, I want a divorce. Like you're done. Like yeah. where mine was, we tried working it out a couple of times. Did you? Like more than once? Oh yeah. Well, not like the official D word, but it was like, I'm done. We'd fight. Oh my gosh. These selfies. <laughs> Drink up. Mm. <laughs> mm. We got some Dutch bro caramelized. That's the last ones. thing you need from me, but go ahead. I know. You'd be, twer- you'd be like, ah, yeah. squirrel. Um, yeah. So. When you're the person that's asked for, a, like, they ask you for the divorce, or if you're the person asking for divorce, those are two different journeys, too. Like, you've pissed off enough to say, I want a divorce, or have had enough to say you want a divorce. I think it's more of a control thing, because you, if you ask for a divorce, mm. you're in control. Mm. If you don't ask for the divorce, you're like, man, you're trying to play catch up, and you're trying to get offense, and all you're playing is defense. Mm-hmm. So you're already behind the eight ball. Well, so ours, we were separated for a while and I had filled out all the paperwork. We were both willing to do it. I was the one that's going to, oh, okay, I'm taking it down. He knew I was filing and he didn't turn it in. And then all of a sudden it was, I'm like, I'm not sure what happened. He's like, oh, I forgot. I still have it in the car. So when he, t- when he took it in, cause I was the initiator, when he took it in, he now became the guy asking for it. Does that make sense? So I was the one asking for it, filled out all the paperwork. He's but like, I can drop one it that, off. But the first one that takes it to paperwork is the, the one that's in charge. What's that basically? name? The, the name. It's the, Proctor, Co- the yeah, uh, he's a petitioner. Petitioner, so, yeah. So, the, so, so I wanted so to be the petitioner, but so then almost a co-petitioner is like a has been. Yeah, so I was the one. I was <coughs> basically in the eyes of the court. I wasn't the one asking. He was, yeah. but I was the one who asked for it. But I still in that trust somewhat mode because I just didn't want to be a failure, and so so you're still hanging on to threads. Yeah, I knew it was happening, and I was like, all right, I'm gonna let him be nice. And take it to the court. That's called going through a divorce. Yeah, okay. exactly. And so it became, I was in the one in control saying, I want a divorce. Oh, your sound's not working. Oh, damn. Ooh, that, that, one worked, cool. <laughs> that one worked good that time. You got it right three hey, times. All right. So he's just like, well, I have to do this now and I have to do this. And you're giving me all this work to do. I'm like, I'm the one who told you I was going to take it. But because I work here and you work on the way to the courthouse, you now are that person. So it was another one of those things that I felt like I didn't have the control again. Even though you you, you were supposed to be the petitioner, but now you're the co-petitioner. Yeah. So for me, I thought like for a while, I thought for like six weeks we were already in the process. I didn't take it yet. I forgot. It's in his car. I'm like, what the hell? So were you already separated by then? Oh, yeah. Then I was pissed. And then I got in that pissed mode. I'm like, you want to be in control? I'm going to let you be in control. Control. Guess what? But I'm going to call the shots. So it was, he would say something. I'm like, okay. Okay, but in my head, nope, 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 nope. I was the nope doctor. <laughs> like I was playing defense. I was a defensive back, just 
just getting slam, bam, bam. I want this. I want that. I want this. I want the kids. Every, what? I would get the kids every other weekend. Hell no. No, that's not fair. But her lawyer said, you know, is it Masters and Johnson or Johnson and Johnson? One is sex, one is kids. (laughs) Which one is the kids? Johnson and Johnson. You can't see this, but I'm hitting my head on the microphone. You can't see that. Is it Masters and Johnson or or Johnson and Johnson? Johnson and Johnson is the company that makes like baby powder and diapers. What's the the people that do kids? Pedophiles? No, no, not do kids. That's terrible. What are you talking about? what's, What's the psychologist that that's psychoanalyzed kids. Johnson and Johnson. Masters and Johnson. I don't know. Somebody in Johnson. I mean, anyway, her you, lawyer says, somebody in Johnson says that the more time kids spend with the mom, the better. Yeah. And I said, F that. Depends if mom's got needles in her arms and shit. Ooh, I didn't say that. No, because that's I'm telling you, there's a lot of shit moms. There's a lot of shit moms. And just because society says in the 50s, 60s, 70s, whatever, mom stayed home and took care of the kids. Moms didn't take, moms aren't taking care of the kids. You know what moms were doing back then? They were like hopped up on meth and cocaine. That's why they were able to keep the house clean and take care of 900 children and all this shit. If we go back and look at it, yeah, moms were getting this shit done, but you know, drinking a Diet Coke was like, oh, I'm got my shot of cocaine today, you know? So there's a lot of things that we put on ourselves. Like just because you're a mom doesn't mean you're a good human. Yeah. Doesn't mean you need the kids 100. Doesn't either. mean that. Yeah. Doesn't mean that you control the children. I there's, mean, just because you birth them doesn't mean that you are the best. Mom. The best. Amen, sister. Thing for them. Amen. Because. Amen. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> Amen, brother. I look. I matched the highlighter today. <laughs> you do. You do. Yeah, hey, it was 80s your, day at your, our school Your today, picture so. says it all. I mean, I Trust literally me. am. This is my life. I should just live 80s retro. I should. Tell yeah. me why you dress like that today. Uh, today was eight. It's a red ribbon, red, red ribbon week. Say no to drugs at school. Yeah. And of course, you know, Halloween's coming up. So we have a different dress up day. And today was my favorite 80s. I got some. Yeah. Molly Ringwald. I mean, I even literally Molly have, Ringwald in I, the oh, studio. I just. I just yeah. Hey, 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 stop, stop, Lifting stop. Up my skirt. Put that down. Thank I got you. some too. I do have pants on people. Oh, oh, and I have. Can you see these? Where can I show these? Oh. What was that movie with uh, Jamie Lee Curtis? Oh, uh, Flashdance? Physical. Let's get physical. No, that's, that's leaving me. Flashdance. Sorry. Flashdance? She wasn't in Flashdance. I don't know who was in Flashdance, but that's what I felt like in the chair with my leg up, <laughs> showing you my leg warmers. Wait for the water to come. And my kids. Yeah, the water we, to come down. <laughs> we run, I, oh, I got Dutch Bros. That's about it. Anyway, yeah, partners, folks, we have sugar in our system. So back to the go through and go through a divorce. Yeah, like, I, you know. So, so, so you were going through a divorce. Yeah. And I you, weren't, you weren't worried about the the, the tail end. No, and it wasn't a, it wasn't about healing. It was about getting out. And like you said, you you just were like, oh, keep getting hit in the head. Yep. I kept finding out more stuff, and it wasn't even like relationship stuff. It was dishonesty about money, dishonesty about family, dishonesty about a bunch of shit that I almost had to just be like, it is what it is. So did you, when you found out all the dishonest stuff, did you, did it make you angry or, or did you circumvent it? Oh no. It made me go insane. Like to the point where it's like, yeah, I'm going to do that. 
this, I, I normally wouldn't, but I'm going to go try that. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do everything I want to do, whether it's rational or not, because I have been told for 20 some years that everything I do is, I felt, and maybe they weren't saying it, but I felt I wasn't good enough. And that's a lot of that's from growing up and stuff. But a lot of my marriage had similar things to my growing up. So to me, I thought it was normal. And then when I realized people don't act like that, what? Like I tried to be the best wife I could or the best version of a wife I could with not really a good role model as a child, not really a good role model, even with my ex-in-laws, my dad, again, married four times. So when did you start to grow through divorce? When did you figure out, say, hey, this is horrible, but I need to land on solid ground? After I dated a little bit and then I got disappointed again, I was like, <laughs> I'm done. That And I didn't really start to heal until this really, I mean, I've healed myself enough, I, I, I want to say I've healed myself enough to know what I was not going to deal with in those relationships I had after my divorce. And in those experiences I had after my divorce. Do you think you dated too quick? Oh, hell yeah. I dated to get back at him. To, to show people, to show him that I was desirable and I was this and I was that. And You're beautiful. I'm so pretty. No, like, and cause I didn't know that. Like, yep. I mean, yeah, I'm gained a couple COVID pounds and stuff like that, but I don't think no matter what you look like on the outside, if your inside is mush, you don't see your value at all until you get rid of that. Like you need to get rid of the shit. And so maybe the dating helped you realize your value. Yeah. Yeah. That, that and still, it was very surface in yeah. the beginning. It was very surface. So maybe that was a kickstart you needed to yeah. figure out that you were still de- yeah. desirable. And that I needed to know like my Sometimes shell. surface is good. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Yeah. Um, surfacey. Yeah. We love surfacey. Well, you well, need, well, well, we used to love surfacey. You need to get. You need to get surface, and then you need to get deep. It, it's almost like a rebound. Yeah. The first dating relationship or the first semi relationship. Yeah. Is always a crash and burn. Yeah, but here's the thing too. Like I right right out the gate, I moved out and. You know, I was out, I'm out of the house for about a week. And the amount of men that DM'd me or messaged me or said, it was crazy, I've wasn't always it? thought you're good looking. I'm also going through divorce. Or I always thought your personality was great. I'm also they, going through divorce. Did they send you dick pics by then? No, you know what? Not, not in the beginning. Not till later. Really <laughs> I, didn't, get, I didn't earn them until later. I really didn't get dick picky <laughs> until the dating apps. But like people that knew me generally by, you know, you know, the five degrees of someone that you work with, near, live by, where you hang out, the people you know. After that all, like, comes out of you, you know, at you, and you're like, yeah, no, I can't date close to home. Like, a 50-mile really can't do this again. <laughs> <laughs> so we got Caramelizers from Dutch Bros. Dun, oh dun, dun. That could be a sponsor, if anybody's listening. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... um. I'm drooling, but I'm sorry. (laughs) He's having a sugar shock. I got large because I was feeling a little slumped after today. But anyway, I knew I do have glitter because like glitter's fun. I feel like my life is so. No, the people at work, the manager at work is like what the the building manager. He's like, yeah, never again. 
I was like, I, I love, love you, clean it, but aren't I fabulous? <laughs> so anyway, so what you are we dated talking about? back back from the janitor. Yeah. But you dated and you kind of found your self worth. It, it was kind yeah. of surfacy, but it but it gave you that start. Say, hey, maybe I'm not bad. Maybe I'm I'm okay. Maybe I'm going to be okay. Maybe just the person and, that I was with didn't yeah. see my value. And, and then it rolled into deeper and yeah. you realize your value. Yeah. And I think. So thank you everybody out there that dated us early. Yeah. <laughs> and so like for men, when you first, you know, your wife is basically, I'm out, I'm done. I I like somebody else, say, right? For men, oh, how no, do they start? All this? Come I mean. Yeah, thank you. I know. Yeah. But, you know, but your ego. Your oh, ego. God, your ego is crushed. Men ego and women ego is a little bit different. different. Yeah, men, men are crushed. Yeah, if the woman pulls the card. Yeah, they're, they're crushed. Yeah, and, and it takes a while. It takes about six or seven different dates to get it back <laughs> to get the mojo back. And once Same you person, get it, different dates or different dates, different dates. Yes. So once you get the you mojo, you can date six people but see them six times each. So that's thirty thirty six times. Ooh, ooh, Dang, math. You're gonna walk funny. Yeah. But you get your mojo back. <laughs> you got um, something. You might got cooties back. Yeah, it's, it's like, hey, I'm back. But yeah, but but men get crushed. Seriously. They get, I know that's brutal, isn't it? It's Holy like a sugar crap, rush. I got the bottom of it. Um, Sorry. Yeah, but men get men get crushed. I, I thought I was done. I thought no woman ever loved me. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a chance with women. And and then I started getting my mojo back and yeah. mojo back and get a little more confidence. And it's all about confidence too. Yeah. Confidence is huge. Who do you think helped you outside of dating get your, not your mojo, of course, but your confidence back? Because I know a lot of mine was, you know, friends and yes. stra- actual strangers just noticing that I wasn't my bubbly self saying, Hey, you okay? Like everything. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I'm just going through a divorce and blah, blah, blah. And they're like, Oh, I had gone through one of those. And here's, if you want to talk, like people I thought that would be there. Mm-hmm disappointed me and some of the people who were more of acquaintances really so it was totally opposite yeah yeah you know, and one, one of the things we talk about on on a on a subsequent podcast or later is is maybe talk to those people out there who have no idea how to talk to their friends who are getting divorced yeah because there's a there's people that are yeah. you know so closed off and yeah because they don't know what to do yeah they have, they have no clue what to do especially if and they end up alienating themselves from you so where i used to live a lot of which time in uh the castle rock area okay when I lived there, a lot of the a lot of the women there were stay at home moms because it was very um, affluent. Mm-hmm. You had nice house, this blah blah blah. People had the husbands had really nice jobs. It was almost like Stafford, but not. God, I was getting you beat me too. It's Stafford wives, but not as crazy. So you were on the same wavelength. I know that's scary. I know, especially because we're drinking, drinking these. Uh, we're just gonna be bouncing that's off gross. the. Mm-hmm. I might get brain freeze. Um. So yeah, a lot of the women stayed home. So a couple people I know that were going through divorce are like, now what? Do they get the house? I mean, the husband's the breadwinner, but they put the husband's job before their careers and they may not have had a career since they were 25. And my, my life was similar, but I, I was definitely that mom that needed her outside of the children life. Because my life was so consumed by my kids when I was with them that that's part of it. I lost who I was. I was their mom and I was his wife and I was part of this family that was, you know, very big in the community that we lived in. Everybody knew them. Like the grandmother had like P.O. Box one. Like, so it's been passed down like through the ages. And so it's really like 
you have to learn even though you even uh, it, it, working is not your value it's what you bring to the table in a marriage too because if you have decided as a couple that the wife is going to stay home because the husband makes more money and take care of the kids and you know not you also have to think like i got to the point where i'm like I worked at a job that did not pay very much, but I was able to be home with my kids any holiday they had off, any, you know, summer break. And it was, we weren't having to pay daycare. We weren't having to put them in camps. We weren't having to do all this, which the benefits outweighed the, the cons of me not fulfilling my future dream stuff, job stuff. And so you have to say, you know, without me, you wouldn't have a taxi service or I, you wouldn't be taking the kids here or I can take the kids to a, um, a doctor's appointment because my job is less important or, whatever it's valued but it's not as valuable so now you're going to divorce the husband has all the money he has to pay you but what do you do like what do you do with your time now you have to get a new house you have to get new friends or does he have to get a new house and get new friends and now you have that stigma of i'm a single mom living in this house because my husband paid for it or but you also are part of that so you help pay for it too in just different ways not monetary stuff so there's a lot of women that i know out there that are like i have no value because i brought no money value to the table but even though you brought no money value your value as a housewife is just as much as being yeah but a lot of people don't see that yeah a lot of people don't see that though i mean especially when you're going to divorce and the husband's pissed off and being a fucking asshole you know now you're you're the gold digger because you want me to pay you 5000 a month for child support or you you want me to buy all the clothes. It's it's one of those things like now you have to get a job because whatever, even if he pays you enough to still live or. Odds are your quality of life is going to change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's one thing that people don't realize, mm-hmm. you know, women or men or, or whatever say, yeah. hey, I'm going to have the same life. He's going to support me. It's like, no, it's going to be a little different. Yeah. I and know one of the things that I didn't know, I think the hardest thing for me was not seeing my kids every single day, even mm. though I wanted to be. Yes. Even though I wanted to have a separate, like I couldn't go out with my girlfriend. I wouldn't go out with my girlfriends on a weekend if I was supposed to have my kids. son. I also was like, I'm not going to go spend time at this, doing this event if I can just spend alone time with my kid because whatever. So I was missing out. Because I didn't want to miss out because three and a half days of the week, I didn't see my kid and I have a 10 year old and my other ones are older. So it's like, I am not going to give up any time because I deserve it. I've, I've got a good story for you. Okay. So I was dating this girl and uh, my daughter was a senior at TCA mm-hmm. and they were going for this uh, soccer state championship. Mm-hmm. I mean, they made every level and I had to be there every week. They had a game. And I was dating this girl, and she was out of town, and she couldn't understand why I couldn't come see her. Sorry, it's about the kids. <laughs> but how often do you get to do a run for state? Right, exactly. You know, it wasn't just a just a soccer game. And the run part for state. of so the so part of that too is experiencing that with your child yep. and saying making memories, making memories. Exactly. I got to see her win state. Yeah. I got to see her try to win state, or I got to be there console her if she didn't win state. So there's a lot of, like with Lance's daughter, she's in uh, soccer. She's a senior this year. Mm-hmm. She's going away to college in like North Carolina, blah, blah, blah. Um, there's just little events that like I keep saying to him, like we can't miss that. Like you can't miss, you know, the induction into, um, they call it the honor society 
just because she had it last year, but they didn't have a service. Well, this year yeah. they're going to let her do it again because, yeah. you know, there wasn't, there wasn't a, you know, a, a thing. I guess you can't miss that. And you have to take pictures. Like, you know, and with my daughter, like, she graduated high school. I decided I was not going to take any more shit. So she graduated high school in May. My son graduated college in May, like 10 days apart. After an experiences with the graduations, I was just like, I can't do this anymore. I can't play the peacemaker when it's just the same. It's literally like that. And Groundhog's still Day. Married. Yeah, still I was still married. married. Okay. It's literally like that Groundhog's Day thing. And we had been fighting. Like my mom, we moved here. My mom, so we moved here in June. My mom got, my mom passed away in August. And I, of course, my mom's gone, but I had a relationship with my mom that wasn't like, well, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that have the same, like, you know, dysfunctional mother daughter thing. But I being in Colorado and my mom in Florida, I was having to travel. Now, I'm going to get brain freeze. Stop shaking your drink at me. What? It's like what? that. <laughs> what? He's got the the sugar shakes. Uh, Next time we should try whiskey. No. I'm going to need DDs. No. Um, What was I saying? Oh, so my mom was in Florida. My most of my family is on the East Coast. So a lot of my grief dealing with my mom and learning how to grieve my mom. When yes, I was so sad that. But the last, literally, the last thing my mom said to me was basically like, um. You don't care about me. You're not coming to my surgery, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, mom, I've traveled so many times out there, blah, blah. You're going to be okay. And then she wasn't. So I had a lot of guilt of not being there. Not being there. So I had been back and forth to Florida a couple of times when you know she got sick, had her stroke, passed away. Then we had a service. And then I went back to visit to make sure her house was okay. And then I went back to visit to see, make sure my sister was okay. Cause my mom and my sister were really close and, you know, just trying to be family and, there was a lot I in my head now that I don't have a mom and my dad was gone. I didn't have anybody to tell me what to do. And then guidance. I and then I got yeah, I didn't have anybody like positive guidance. Yeah. So I I relied on my ex-husband to like support me and be there for me. But then I had a mother-in-law who was literally in my face all the time here like you have a home, go back. And coming here and trying to rule my ha- rule my house again, like she used to do where we used to live, and so I was like, no, you know, I- I'm not playing that card anymore. I'm not playing that game any longer. And then when she ruined two graduations, I was just like, something has to change, and nothing's willing to change. So now I need to rip off the bandaid and make sure it changes. You know what happens with that? So we talk about that a lot, yeah. you know, uh, like the history. So it's almost like. <clears throat> You get to the point where you're going through your divorce or you're growing through your divorce Mm -hmm. and you reach back for those times that really showed you that you should be where you are now. Oh, yeah. Because, 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 you know, you go to, man, I shouldn't do this. This is crazy. But man, I remember that one time that was freaking nuts. Yeah. And you talk about those times and they almost like you help you grow through it. And push you, but it, it's almost one of those things. Like I told you so, yeah. but you weren't listening you listen. to you. You don't listen, yeah. And everybody's like, "We got to go with your gut." I should have listened to my gut a long time ago. And my gut, my my intuition was so strong with it, but I wanted to be a family more than I wanted to yeah. make chaos. You got to be able to make that fine yeah. line. Yeah, mm-hmm. and a lot of it too is not knowing that it's toxic when you're in it. Until you step out of it a little, like, oh, I'm not getting burned by that acid again. Like, yep. 
you know, step out of that fire. And then you're like, oh, it's actually cooler over here. And but, then, you, but you're so used to the fire. That's all you know. Yeah, but you keep going back to get burned. And like, <clears throat> oh, that hurts more. That hurts more. Now that I'm healing, that fire hurts more. Yep. So I'm not willing to get hurt anymore. And, you know, I, 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 feel, I feel like a lot of times we don't see that because it's been all around us so long. And then generational curse. Like, yep. You you keep it's going, you, keep going, and going. It's easier to be in it than to to say so easier to be in it than to what's the other one part? It's easier to be in it to, but I don't know what I normally say. But <laughs> I know I, I, that sugar just the literally sugar. goes. Uh, it's easier uh, to be in it than to change it or something. Yeah, it's easier to be in the chaos than to deal with the chaos than because that it change it okay. than to change all the parts of it because you have. You are part of that. You are part of the toxicity because you've allowed it to happen you have, so You long. have game in it. Yeah. yeah, you fueled that fire because you were willing you weren't telling anybody else that this is not how you treat me. You know, they always say that it's not one hundred zero. There's no, always some couple no. of that everybody has in yeah. relationship. And like we I, we've said this too on mansplaining, <clears throat> like some days you're twenty and I'm eighty. And you know what? Some days it's 50-50. Some yeah. days it's like yesterday I was so tired that I did not even know I was tired. I'm falling asleep. And then I literally heard this voice in my head. It's like, you need to go to bed right now. I woke up out of my little like half sleep and I go, I got to go to bed right now. I went upstairs and passed out. Like I needed to listen to my body saying like, you are exhausted. Like go to sleep. Where's that little trigger when you're in the middle of chaos that says, Oh, it's your intuition. It's your friends going, what? Yep. I learned that when I tell people some of my story, they're like, what are yep. you talking about? What do you but mean? You, to but, you, but you want to save that family. You want to hang in there yeah. at any cost because you don't want to fail. And Failure's I, huge. I also think I didn't want anybody to know that the family I chose was bad. That's part of it, too. Because that's part uh, of my uh, kid's me, legacy, too. It was more... Yeah, and that's that's from the standpoint of being divorced twice. You know, yeah. you, you know, divorced parents, divorced me. Yeah. So, so my legacy, but you know, my kids have to fend for themselves. Sorry, kids. Yeah. Um, I totally space it. Man, this sugar is brutal. Whew. Especially when you don't have it a lot. I mean, God. way to go, dentist. I, I know. Hey, like, what do you want? Some su- extra I, sugar? I don't have any cavities, just sugar. But uh, I think I was saying that I don't know. What I was saying, but go ahead. <laughs> Just gonna let it go. Your kids have to fend for them. <laughs> They have to learn through the generational things. Like you are a product of a divorce. I'm a product of divorce. My dad was married and divorced four times, well, three times. And my mom was divorced once before my dad. And uh, it was divorce city. It was little, and that's crazy for us because in uh, my parent, like my parents' generation, they started that divorce thing. Yep. So it was new for a lot of people. You stuck in it no They're matter right. what. On off. On, yeah, off. it was like fight, fight, <clears throat> fight, fight, fight. I'm gonna have an affair. That's eh, okay. I'll take you back because I'm not gonna be divorced because my church doesn't see it. My mom will kill me. Well, all this stuff, and then it was ours. Everybody's getting divorced. It's like sixty percent now. I remember when it was like forty yep. percent of people, or you know, get divorced. And what's two is yeah. that millennials people give up. Oh they yeah, there's no fighting for it. You there's offend no me, I'm out. Yeah, I'm out. Did you just fart? I'm out. I think that's your dog. Well, no, not you. I'm, I'm saying in <laughs> our I conversation. I did smell something. I was like, <laughs> no, I Lance, think, are you here? No, in, in conversation. 
you know, like no, you yeah. babe, I'm out. Well, no, and I think we've talked about with your son too. Like, there's a lot of things. There's a, you know, how I say we have the girls have a list of like all. I think everybody has a list deal of breakers. things, deal breakers and all. Um, there's a checklist. It's like, oh, you like Trump out. You like Biden out. You like Greenpeace. You're good. You like, you know, the Sierra mm-hmm. Club, you know, whatever. There, You believe in global warming. You don't believe in global warming. Like all this stuff that now you are not learning about the person. You're learning about the things that you don't like. You're not giving anybody a chance to be themselves because it's all social media. Like if you like one post, but the next post you don't, you just contradict yourself. Oh, you're a liar. I'm not going to date you. So people aren't, and especially social media, media, you, you know, they say the amount of times you missed your potential soulmate while your face is in the social, like in your phone, Mm -hmm. like you've walked past, like think about all the interactions that we miss because we're on the phone. Your your face is or in the, the phone, or, the or sugar. sugar kicks in in your Tasmanian devil um, that you're missing, and you know you're taking everything that that social media outlet is telling you, and not actually experiencing things. Like I've experienced so many things in my life, and met so many people that give me a little bit of every like every story that I tell. There's a lot of people involved in it, mm-hmm. where like every story a lot of millennials and younger people see is based off of someone famous on TikTok yep. or someone famous on whatever their, their social I, thing. I think they lose their identity. Yeah, and so you can hide behind have, that. It's it's so powerful to yeah. hide behind so a machine. You, that, so you have two people with no identity, Yeah, it's hard for them to stay together. And I think a lot of people are forgetting how to communicate. Yep. Where like in my divorce thing, like I communicate the shit out of things. And sometimes I over communicate and then I get in my head and I'm like, I said too much or I did this. There's you a lot during the divorce? Like, just in general. Oh. Just in general. I can't remember. I was so angry. Yeah. Well, and then what like what helped you heal? Like what did when did you know you were starting to heal and not just surviving in that? But I have like five dates a week. No, I'm kidding. Um, I mean that's a thing uh, though. Like you um, that's a thing. It, it was more when I went to divorce recovery and, and I was able to bridle some of my anger. Did you, do you think a lot of it dealt with like people desiring you? No, I, I think it was more me dealing with my anger. I was, I was pissed. I feel like mine is, you know, knowing, knowing that other people influence my divorce and other people were always at my, at my marriage, like always not just, not other people. I mean, like mm-hmm. family, family and just just different, like different entities. Yeah, there was involved. always there was always eyes or always someone having an opinion about us. And if you ask anybody, like if you asked anybody, when we told people we were separating, divorce, they're like, "What?" Yeah, because we did a good job of covering up because we didn't want people to see our crazy. Oh, yeah, my and I definitely didn't like, want people to think like yeah. to know like my crazy. But people warned me of my crazy. Well, you know, I I think, you know, and there's like a, a source of embarrassment too, mm. that you failed. That's exactly. You know, and then you're, you're kind of afraid for your kids because your kids have a stigma. Oh, their, their parents are divorced. It's like, okay. But I was like, everybody's divorced. Yeah. I mean, that's like everybody's saying, you know, divorced. you, you, you go to Walmart. Like, yeah. Every, are your parents divorced? You know, do you have a hyphenate name? Do you have a, do you have four names? Yeah. Three names? Yeah. So. And, yeah. you know, and a, a lot of, <laughs> A lot of going through a divorce is figuring out how much of your story you want to tell and how much of your story is being told. 
Does it make sense? So yeah, but you gotta let what's that his go. version? What's you your version? What's the truth? If you want to grow through it, you yeah. got to let that and go. And that's what I'm saying. Like you, yep. no matter what is being said about you, you need to know what you say about yourself. His, his side, her side, yeah. and the truth. So my thing is like when one of the things that I learned when I was going through like therapy and stuff, I went to a group therapy, which mm-hmm. was very helpful because I didn't have to, it didn't have to be the spotlight on me. Was it all women? No. Okay. No, no. It was like, it was at like a community center kind of thing. And, Damn, you know, cool. um, but yeah, a lot of it was going through it. You, oh my gosh, I just spaced out. Ooh, it's the sugar, man. I'm trying to tell you. I just saw, I'm like, oh, look at that red wire. And there's a purple wire. And there's a blue wire. But like, that's kind of like the purple from the Vikings. But that's not real. I'm like, oh, and yellow and purple make Anyway, Viking back come. to the community center. What was I talking how'd about? You, how'd you find the community center? What was the, what was the. A friend. Was a friend. Okay. A, a friend who um said, hey, you should try this out. And I was like, all right. Because I. I wanted to go to therapy and I was turned down so many times. And then when I was able to go to therapy, it was like, I don't really want it to be all about me because I'm fucking awesome. You Which still, I know I had still mis- married. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I was, well, no, this is, we were separated and I was like, well, he didn't want to work on it. Why should I have to work on myself? And I'm not the problem. Okay. I have shit to deal with and I'm sure my shit has gotten in the way. All but it takes I think is one a- person to tank it. That's all it yeah. does. And so I think a group was more safe because I didn't have to talk. We're at therapy. They expect you to talk because you're paying. So Also with group, you're all there with the same pain. Yeah. It's almost like a club. And people, so you get to share your pain when, like, when you do. I think what helped in the group too is everybody was in a different stage of it. Where like mm-hmm. therapy was, because I had gone to one a One stage, one person. Bam. Yeah. You're now getting divorced. And yeah. there you go. Here's your door. And I think with group therapy too, you get... Like you said, all stages and phases. Mm-hmm. And then you get some crazy stuff. It's like, man, you got two restraining orders. You got a you got a thing of protection. Oh my God. It's like, man, my stuff isn't so bad. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. you you do sometimes thrive off of they have more chaos. Yeah. But you also like I know when I, the first time I went for my my the hearing, like the first initial hearing and stuff like that, it was like, I don't want to go by myself. But I'm a big girl. I can go by myself. And just that just that group was like, here's what you do. Yep. Here's how you go through it. Like, and you know, just have someone on speed dial. If you need to text somebody like through it and like, you're, it's okay to cry. It's okay to, even though you want this, it's a painful procedure, yep. you know, and there's but no necessary and there's no, you know, anesthesia because you have to feel it to heal through it. That's part of the growth. Yeah. So I think, a, I think group really helped because it, <laughs> God, so Suck it down, baby. What do you got? You got half left. Come on. I got brain freeze and uh. I literally zoned out about a purple plug. <laughs> you don't think I got enough? <laughs> Ooh, my teeth on fire, but I'm loving it though. The sugar's overriding the pain. Yes. Yeah, so people go through it. Yeah, so I, I you have to find what works for you. And like you said, podcasting, like I kept telling, you know, Peggy, I'm like, I need to just get it out because someone else is going through this and it may not be the exact same thing, but it might just be a different 
version of it. And and they figure out that they're not alone. Mine may not be an extreme, or I may be able to get along with my ex, and someone else may not be able to get along with their ex. And you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and there's so many life journeys that people are going through that you're like, if I can help one person, know that. <laughs> if I can help David, I will oh. have survived. No, I mean, I you really. Growing through it and going through it. Going through it, you are looking for all the answers all at once, but yep. you have to learn that you have to take it slow. you got to go through the pain. And you, yeah. uh, you have to experience the pain and transition the pain into... This too shall pass. Yes, yes. And, yes. you know, at what point did you... Fi- what point do you think you transitioned from going through it and then growing through it, other than the, you know, the group thing? Was it, I'm willing to date normal people that don't... <laughs> Pay to come what's see a, me. What's a, what's a, <laughs> wow. I'm going to fix your tooth if you go on a date with me. <laughs> um, I think it was more the group therapy, seriously. Mm. Yeah. Because I dated before group therapy, dated after. I was a better dater after group therapy. And do you think you were more willing to listen to people's stuff after the therapy? What do you mean listen to people's stuff? Like, so when you were dating... Were you willing to listen to, like, I know when I was dating, I didn't want to hear your divorce story. I don't want to hear about your ex. I don't want to hear about this. But then, I was more patient. Yeah. So I, that was yeah. how I was. I'm yeah. like, if I would go on a date, I was like, well, yeah, the wife did this and blah, blah, blah. And this, especially the people that were still going through it. It's hard to be dating when you're going through it because you do emotional shit that happens. And if you're both going through a divorce, he's on a different level. You're on a different level. This is that, you know. And but you then, know what really helped me though? Yeah. Was when I actually became a facilitator and, yeah. and I facilitated other. You were helping others people. heal. Yeah. 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 And it was almost like I felt guilty mm-hmm. because I, uh, it, it was a seven week course. Mm-hmm. So week one to week seven, I, I, I love when they healed. So it's almost like the worst they were. It was like, man, this is, this is a challenge. And, uh, there was a lady who I won't mention who I talked to every now and then the first day she cried the whole, the whole yeah. hour and a half. And then by week seven, man, she was great. So yeah, so that's see. There's another. I learned thing. more by facilitating than actually going through the divorce recovery. Yeah, yep. and I think too by helping people like with this with with the podcast, what, yeah, by helping people through it, you've healed in other ways too. Because that might have been a, something that you deal with, dealt with as a younger, uh, you know, a husband or a, you know, a son. Or those are some of the things that people, some of the problems that people have, mm-hmm. you may experience differently and had like a loving mother or a loving father where they didn't have any of that or they were adopted or they, you know, or foster child, foster children their whole life or they, you know, aged out of foster care. Like there's different scenarios. And if you can give them like, just because this person didn't see your value, I see your value or, yep. you know, and I think a lot of that with divorce is the same thing. Like, I healed myself enough to know what I didn't like, but I didn't really heal myself until I found the relationship I'm in now because I was able to practice yep, what, you, what, you, what you were trying to preach. Yeah. And yep. so practice in the sense of like, I'm not going to yell. I'm not going to tolerate being yelled at. I'm not going to start a fight for attention because I was so sad yep. I'm so happy Everything. that we don't fight. We don't argue. He'll tell a bad joke and I'll be like, yeah, you're not funny. But 
that's a, we are so playful and so like, let's talk about it. Or if there's something, generally, I said before, generally the things that come up have to deal with the kids or the exes sometimes, but we, all four of us, you know, two exes and him and I have honestly really tried to make it about the kids only, but there's been some boundaries tested. There's been some like, we are not married anymore on my end and his end that if I hear his ex say something to him that I've heard my ex say to me and I've healed from, I'd be like, you know, she doesn't get to talk to you like that anymore, right? Yeah. Or he'll say, what did he say? Like, I am so glad my kids are grown. Yeah. Oh, Well, so I have glad. both ends of that. I have, yeah. you know. Two- when they, because when they were younger, it was interesting. Yeah. Well, I have 24 who's yeah. an adult himself. Yeah. He lives on his own. I have a but, 20, but yeah. But you and your ex actually, actually communicate. Yeah. I, I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and yours, like, and I said, that's a different experience yep. in itself, too. Like, she asked you where I initiated it. And we had talked about, like, separating, like, see what we can do. Let, let's date other people. Let's stay separated, like an official separation, mm-hmm. and see if it's just the outside forces that are causing our issues. Because we tried. We were married a long time. And so. How long? 24 years. Okay. 19 and a half. Okay. That's a long time. So. And then we moved away. So a lot of our experiences that we were having and the negative stuff we were having started here. And that was because it was so toxic back home. But then you realize that you're better off by yourself. And it really was. It was a while that like, you know, even when my kids were getting their, you know, doing their graduations, we were fighting. We were still like sleeping in separate that's, rooms. That's, that's and, one thing I do not miss is the fighting. Oh, I fighting. it actually physically hurts me to fight. Yeah. Like, I do not. And like, if my kids piss me off and I'm like, if I start to shake and then I get really calm, my, com- my calm now is more angry in my head. Yeah. Where before, yeah. like, if I screamed louder, I'm now in control. Where, no, the only thing Once I Once again, have- I'm glad my kids are grown. Yeah. I could, you know, yeah. and just, just the fact that you and your ex have that relationship where you can talk about the kids and stuff is nice. I don't have that. Yeah. And, and, and I'm going to own some of that. That's, that's a lot of my fault, but you know, it is what it is. Well, and this is, pain. this is our normal. This is our normal. And, you know, it's one of those things, you know, well, another episode two would be forgiveness. That, that forgiveness thing is hard for me. Yeah. Hard. Well, and uh, honestly, like, I'm not saying how old you are, dinosaur rider. Mm-hmm. Um, There's a little bit more left. <laughs> I am hitting my head on the microphone again. Um, generational. Generationally. Even at not curse, but generation, generational expectations and... Um, what do you mean? Come on. Ideals. Like... What's what's the difference here and here? I'm 40-something. You're 70 No, no, no. Something. The difference in generational oh. ideas. So like it can't be that much different because I'm young at heart. No, no, and I'm uh-huh. just saying like my mom is similar age as you. No, she's not. Yes, she is. She's no. sixty. She would be sixty something. She, oh. No, she's older than me. Okay. She, anyway, go ahead. Anyway, her generation, okay, young, older than you, was grudge holders, super grudge holders. If you piss me off, I'm not talking to you for the rest of my life. It may be three years, but in her mind, she's never talking to you again. Where. 10. Go ahead. So see, so I was like that, especially in my marriage. Someone did something to my family. You're done. You're cut off one time. I kill you. I kill you. Yeah. I kill you. Um, now I have been, I've learned to be more patient. I've learned to be more, I'm not going through what they're going through. So maybe they're having a bad day where I'm like, you say one, I'm from Jersey. So I piss people off all the time just because I was like, 
I don't care what you're saying. Like, I honestly care so much, but I don't want you to know I care because I'm not going to get hurt because you're an asshole. So my mom was the kind of person like, you say one thing out of line and I'm offended. I don't ever talk to you again. I love your mom. You hear that, mom? Love her. Yeah. So I've learned like, you know, because I was pissed off on my ex forever. And I was like, I'm never talking again. Don't look at me. Don't do that. It is not a grudge. When you're not willing to learn from it, it's a grudge, I think. Oh, no, I've learned. Yeah. I've I've learned learned that you're not going to talk. Keep keep the grudge. But, you know, it's almost like putting your hand in the snake bag and you keep getting bit. Eventually, you don't put your hand in the snake bag. So that's that's not a grudge. That's just a truism. Well, no, and I think I no, I'm, I said too. Like I'm learning. Like I have cut off family in the last two years. I have cut off more family that has fueled the toxicity in my life and made me feel that I that I was the problem. Sometimes your ex can fuel the toxicity in your life. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, grudge. <laughs> Like I haven't talked to my sister in a long time because every time I call her, it's I haven't done enough for her. But yet, if you if I was keeping a tally, that that too will come to pass. I literally have done more for that person in her entire fucking life. Doesn't matter. I can see myself. Doesn't matter. Not ever talking to her again. Doesn't matter. Because here's the thing: what do I get from it? Sixty-one. What? What are you, 61? I know, right? That's what I'm saying. I'm trying to break it doesn't the matter. Right shit. Family, family's different than divorce. Yeah, well, but my, again, you can divorce but here's my here Here's my thing. Okay. In talking to my sister, the only thing that happens is I get upset. Okay. I'm the one who's sad. Because she's always just yells at me, yells at me. Yells That's because you let her. And I'm allowed, I'm supposed to take it because you she has, her. you know, she has a handicap. That's, but she has children. Just tell so me in my brain, my mom's like, just be nice to no. your sister. She's this, blah, blah, blah. So Does now my mom's you? gone. Does it, Does it work for you? Could you stop? I'm trying no. to talk here. I, I know, I'm pretty sure this, this is a podcast and I'm in control here. <laughs> drink your drink and shut your face. Okay. No. And so mm. I... Mm. <laughs> Are you going to poop yourself over there? No. Sound constipated. No. no, so the only thing that happens when I talk to her is I'm upset. I gain nothing by talking to her because I still talk to my nieces. I still talk to my nephews who are her children, who some of them agree but love their mother, which they should. But I gain nothing from talking to her other than she's my sister. If a complete stranger treated me that way, I would never talk to them again. But she's your sister. I don't give a fuck. So you can have a grudge against your wife who gave you children, <laughs> and I'm not allowed the one who's like ruined my childhood. You know why? It's my podcast. No, no, it's our podcast, but I'm older than you. Listen, it's my podcast, yeah. and you're just allowed to visit. Yeah. All right, everybody. Whoo, boy, that was deep. We need to do sugar again. <laughs> that was the bomb. Maybe a little uh, less sugar for you. Uh, uh, no, no more. Literally, sugar. you're still shaking. I'm mad. I'm mad. If that's your mad face, we're good. Ah. You don't want to see my mad face. Hold on. Let me take out my earrings. No. Hey, hey. Let's congratulate Rachel for not crying today. Hey! Look at the positive of that. (laughs) She didn't cry once today. Have you and Lance been talking? (laughs) Lance texts me every day. Thank you, Lance. Literally, no. and he's like, "Are you crying again?" I go, "I don't know why I'm crying. I think it was a full moon three Saturdays uh, with the second Sunday of some month, and I'm just sad." I don't think you cry because you have it on your Molly Ringwald outfit on. <laughs> How can you cry with this outfit on? I mean, 
I mean, there's glitter oh all over God. this whole place. This is not my seat. I should have it monogrammed. That's, like, that's all right. I literally have right, the everybody. most fabulous outfit on. Uh, gonna, Tomorrow, I'm going to be a Vikings football player for school. Oh my God, You're welcome. Fun. Go Vikings. I any, know we suck. Any closing uh, words? No. I, yeah, yes. Yes. No. Yes. Are you ever done healing? No. And why? It's... I think you're not done healing because you can have a song, a, a, a place that can evoke emotion from you. Yeah. It's like, whoa. And uh, one of the other things too, like um, we were talking, I was talking at work to some of the people about my podcast and they were like, so. Hey, shout out to Rachel's work. <laughs> Breaking generational curses. Um, we were talking about that today too. Um, so when you're healing, and your spouse, like you've healed on a certain a, a specific thing, and your spouse bring you, your spouse is brought up because of a memory and all the other stuff. Your ex spouse, um, how do you help your person get through that? If Which a song, if like say oh. say we're dating, okay, and a song comes up, and you're like, oh, that's my wedding song. It evokes nothing on me, but then your person is talking about, oh, our wedding song was this. And when I hear it, sometimes it still makes me upset. How do you help them heal through that when you've healed through it? But that's a different emotion for them. I think you talk about it. You yeah. say, hey, you know, yeah. did you like that song before you were married or something like that? But you mm-hmm. just keep talking about it. You know, yeah. you know communication is the key. Yeah. Because like today they were saying like, you know, my ex, you know, we did this together. Like they used to do archery together. Mm-hmm. And now she hasn't done archery in like five years. Now she's starting, she to, archery? She's starting to yeah. do archery again. And she's just like. I'm so sad that I can't do it with him, even though I don't like him. So in That's my a double whammy, yeah, she's like yeah. archery was our thing, and now the guy she's dating has never done archery, so now she's teaching him, well, and she's like, go. "Well, that's that's enjoyment." She's just like, you know, I miss that because we didn't fight when we did that. I asked you for parting words, not another podcast. Oh gosh, maybe you can edit it. <laughs> you know how to do all that magic? No, I'm stuff. not editing. I'm not editing nothing. Don't edit. That's okay. good. We need a long Part, one every once in parting, a while. Parting words. So they're long when we have sugar. Sugar. Sugar, sugar, Pulse honey, honey. Sugar on me. Wait, Dutch Bros should be like a sponsor. We be like super rich. Hey, don't forget to share this with your friends because we want to be super yeah. famous. So and you can quit subscribe our to dental our job crazy, and um, crazy podcast. Yeah, no crazy YouTube channel. Hello. God. Wait, we should get Dirt Devil to be our sponsor because we Devil. say it all the time. Well, we didn't say it till now. Oh, I did. All right, everybody. Have I need a, nice a new night. Dirt Devil. Are, are we getting off? No. Stop it. 49, 49 minutes. Listen, I don't got no plans. The boy's away. I well, gotta. Well, I got things to do. Are you going to play pickleball? Nope. I got to go talk to a pastor about divorce. For serious? Serious. All right, everybody. Good night. Poor pastor. <laughs>